Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast, bringing you heartwarming and real conversations with teachers on the front line of education from across the country. I am Karen Sarah Watson, and I am a teacher. This podcast is for those who want to better understand the experiences of today's teachers. Come join us. Welcome to the Warriors of Education podcast. Today we have Judy Takini all the way from Eugene, Oregon. Judy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, Karen, for having me. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you live in Oregon, but tell me about you know where you teach and how long you've been teaching and all that stuff. Yeah. So I started my teaching career in 2007, and I taught five years in a private nonprofit mental health agency so it's like a day treatment classroom um and then this year is actually starting my i think eighth year or so eighth or ninth teaching general ed um my focus is eighth grade language arts and that's where i've spent most of of my time in um public general education so yeah i i live out here in eugene oregon um where i teach out here is actually the third largest district in our county. And that is to say it's a pretty small district. So, um, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking to you in New York City, so so brace yourself. Our district houses 5,500 students. That's all. Wow. 5,500 students. <laughs> um, and so the, the geographic space of our area is, is small. It's only like 32 square miles. And we have four middle schools in our district. I teach at one of them. And in my school, we have, uh, we generally bounce around anywhere from like 330 to 350 students. And that's uh, six through eight school. Um, so it's, it's a small place. And we only have two high schools in our district. And one of them is an alternative high school. So 11 schools total, that's where all of our 5,500 kids are spread out over 11 schools. So it's probably a pretty different teaching landscape than what you're used to, I would guess. Yes, it sounds (laughs) so interesting to me just teaching in New York City. I'm always curious what it's like in other parts of the country. Um, Yeah. So tell me what's, how is it going for you right now with the pandemic and um, remote teaching. Tell me about what that's like in Oregon. So Oregon, we, I don't know. And like listening to other stories and kind of listening to some of the stories on your podcast, it seems like Oregon rolled out pretty um, slow, even though it felt fast. So when I um, was kind of thinking last night back on how this whole thing played out, over the last month or so, what it what it's kind of been like. Everything has felt so rapid, and like everything is shifting all of the time. But but really, it has been kind of a slow process. I mean, our governor, um, Kate Brown, she gave her first orders to close schools on March 12th, and that went into effect on March 16th. So from March 16th to March, oh my gosh, I think. 30th or something kids were just out of school and one of those those weeks was spring break so we had an early spring break um, tacked on to the one spring break already planned teachers um, we went back to work technically I mean on zoom we went back to work on March 31st and started putting together some some plans for what what was going to happen 
so during that time, our administration had been working on how to roll out these different phases. And so our first week back to school was actually, I think, around April Sixth, I want to say about April 6th and this that week was dedicated to what was being called an organ as supplemental learning so it wasn't required um, learning necessarily we had to contact all of our families and we had to start you know taking inventory on who has technology and who has Wi-Fi and um, how many devices are we going to need to get into the hands of our families so we did all of that the, the first week and then we had posted on our district website some additional learning opportunities for kids. Um, they could sign on and do these things all at their own pace. Uh, we didn't collect any of that work as far as I know. Um, it was just kind of to keep them kind of going, something to keep them going. And then we had new orders that changed that said, okay, we're not going to actually be back in schools in April because originally we thought we would go back at the end of April and then the governor declared that we would be closed out until June 15th so as of about April 13th that's when our actual what they're calling an organ distance learning for all that's when it started um, here was on April 13th so right now we're in our fourth week of distance learning and my personal experience with it is that it is very odd. It is, <laughs> at, at first I just kind of thought, well, you know, my kids are pretty used to going on Google Classroom. We had, in my class this year, it was our first year that we've had a class set of Chromebooks. And so we would go on to Google Classroom all the time. I was pushing a ton of assignments through Google Classroom. And I thought, oh, well this, you know, we're gonna just be in Google Classroom and we'll just, just keep going with this well first of all after sitting through you know six hours of google classroom training over three days i figured out i didn't know as much as i thought i knew about google classroom and it has amazing capabilities so once you know the teachers are all scrambling to try to learn this most teachers in our school hardly ever use their chromebooks or their chrome carts um, they didn't have access in two of our grade levels so they were like really freaked out of you know my colleagues just being like what in the world we have to have all of this ready to go within like three days this is a nightmare and it kind of was a nightmare for a little while and um you know kids now in the fourth week they're i think settling in i think the novelty of online school has completely worn off if ever there was one and uh, it's getting to be a little harder. But again, like the first week, we saw pretty high turn-in rates of assignments, kids contacting us, trying to be in the loop. Um, second week, going down a little bit. Third week, down a little bit. Fourth week, <laughs> down a little bit more. So this week, our, you know, I've been spending a lot of time this week just trying to contact families, contact kids, get in touch with them. How are they doing? Um, you know, because to me, that's what it's about. It's not really about the assignment. It's about how they're doing out there. And then that's totally lost in this online world. Yeah. How is your um, retention right now in terms of our kids showing up in your classroom? Um, you know, they are. I have. So how I've kind of structured it right now. 
we're not, I'm not really doing a lot of the Zoom interfacing. Uh, I have tried out a little bit of uh, stuff with, with Flipgrid. I don't, that's completely new to me too. So I'm trying these different kind of more face-to-face -face things, but I haven't, I haven't done a lot of Zoom. So the only way I really know if they're in the classroom is if they're turning things in. Um, it's really interesting. I will say like every Monday we start with a check-in and it's a simple Google form. It kind of just asks about where they're at, how they're really doing. This is the, this is the place where they get to kind of vent and, and say what's on their minds about everything. And then I go through those Mondays and, um, follow up with kids on Tuesday. And those those assignments have a really high turn-in rate. There's probably only maybe 10 kids that I don't hear from on that assignment, on that particular assignment. Um, and then Friday, I do the same thing with a checkout to kind of how was your week, what things went really well, what did you feel good about doing, what do you want to work on next week. And those ones also have a pretty good turn-in rate. The things that I'm having trouble with in, in between there are the actual assignments. <laughs> so it's fascinating to me. I'm like, you guys always fill in the check-ins and the checkouts, but when it comes to letting me know if you've actually read anything that I've asked you to read, this is the part where I'm like, are they actually doing the things? So I have little indicators, but um, nothing major. Now, are you talking to your kids about it? Like, have you been able to find out, like, psych psychologically? how they're doing and what's happening. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, through the, um, not, not a lot of face-to-face -face contact. So that's been my major frustration is like every phone call going through parents now. And, um, you know, it's just weird. It's like, I see these kids on a daily basis and I don't have to go through parents to get to them all of the time. But right now we, we kind of have to, unless the parent says, please, please, for the love of all things holy and good, stop calling me and just talk to my child, um, <laughs> then we kind of have to do that. We have to go that route. So, um, you know, yesterday I did have a, a parent who was like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to do. So here's her number and call her or text her or do something. And so I did do that. And that was awesome. It was probably going to be the highlight of my week is just knowing like, oh, I have a direct access to this student that I can troubleshoot problems with. I can talk to them. I can help them get through um, whatever rough patch they're going through. So how, um, how are you supported? How are you supported by your <laughs> And I'm curious also, well, also how you're supported in terms of where you live, uh, your city, your uh, state. I'm curious what it's like out there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like the fact that Oregon has has put a big push on social emotional health right now, more so than the academics, that in and of itself has been really helpful. Um, you know, they still want us obviously to be keeping going with the assignments and trying to uh, keep kids learning, but really it hasn't been, it hasn't been like a real, like, oh, they have to be doing all of their assignments, 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 assignments. Um, it's more like make contact, just get in touch with the families, see how people are doing. 
Um, and that's really largely been the focus. So uh, that to me has felt really good. But it's like, okay, we're kind of putting academics on the back burner um, as, as it seems like they should be in a global trauma. Um, and our administration has been really um, forthright about saying, keep it simple, start really small, keep the assignment simple. Yes, if you're giving the kids one question for something that they are reading, that's good enough right now. So I think that, you know, between the, the state's viewpoint of what we should be doing and then our um, administrators kind of keeping us focused on those just small little bits, small little bits and build up. If it, if it's going well, then try to build up. But if it's not, then just keep it going slow and steady. So what do you, what do you miss the most about being in the classroom? Oh my gosh. Seeing the kids, like there's no energy. <laughs> there's like no energy ever. There's it. I mean, it doesn't require a lot of energy to post assignments on Google classroom, but I mean, it's, it's just a weird, like I think of how many kids come through the door and you're just like, you, you have this feeling of the different energies that they're all bringing in and that's wiped out. Yeah. Totally gone. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I'm, I'm doing mostly live teaching as opposed to assignments because I teach theater and I'm teaching yeah. pre-K and K, but I have to have everybody on mute because otherwise it's chaos. <laughs> but it's so weird. I feel like I'm teaching to myself, even though I can see their faces in front of me on Google Meets. I just, it's yeah. not having them in front of me and not having that immediate contact or being able to have them talk back because I can't unmute them at times. It's so different and it's really hard to make a connection yeah. when you have a computer screen between you and the child. Yes, yes, the connection is the piece that is so hard. I mean, you know, like a Google form for a check-in, it's, it's just not the same as talking to someone. And I think that it's... Um, you know, the kids really report a lot of um, feelings around just not being motivated. Like their their threshold for what they can actually do right now is so, so low. Like, you know, having two assignments spread out over four days, they're like, it's too much. And you're like, what? What in the world? We are going like... <laughs> We're doing less than a quarter of what we would be doing day to day in the regular classroom. And so it's hard to like keep yourself pulled back enough to be like, okay, that's not what they need right now. They need to just basics, just the very basics. Um, a lot of, I know I've seen your videos of you teaching on your, on uh, filming yourself doing the the um, classes and they're so adorable but I do feel for you because I don't think I could do that just talking to the screen with no input coming back just I mean that's I just can imagine what the parents are thinking because the parents are on there with the children <laughs> thinking what the parents are thinking on the other end I'm jumping around doing all these exercises and I think they must just think I'm such a fool but yeah <laughs> yeah but on the I other, mean on the other note what do you think the fallout is going to be, what do you think it's going to be like to go back in the fall? 
I don't, I mean, I don't even, is that even a real possibility? I don't even know that we'll be going back in the fall. Um, I just think it's this, I mean, for better or for worse, this does have the potential of changing a lot of the way we do things. Um, I think there are some good components of that, but I think that it's going to be a huge adjustment for everybody, no matter what comes this fall. Um, you know, just the different things that I hear people talking about of trying to keep kids at a social distance in a school. Ugh. I mean, that thought alone, like, cracks me up. <laughs> Have they ever been around kids? I mean, especially little ones. Like, little ones definitely cannot be apart from each other. Um, and they're like, you know, with the eighth graders, they're missing each other so much right now. I just imagine the minute we open our doors, they're all just going to be clinging to each other like life rafts. I mean, it's it's not going to be socially distanced. <laughs> so I'm worried. I'm worried that that's like not a, not a thing that we're going to be able to really do. Um, and so I don't, I don't know. I, I do think that the, whew, the levels of trauma that we have seen in the past. I mean, I think that, I don't know, it's my belief that anyone in education has probably seen a lot of the, the fallout from the, the 2008 recession in their classrooms. Um, and I, we certainly have out here in an in, in area that's kind of economically depleted in some, in some ways. So I, I'm anticipating just the amount of kids that are being negatively impacted by all of this uh, being pretty high. And I think that it's, it's going to drastically impact classrooms. It's going to change what our classrooms look like for sure. It's going to change the way instruction looks like for sure. Um, you know, I just, there's just so much stress that's going to be involved in this, especially the longer it goes on. Yeah, it's scary. They just they just brought on Bill Gates in New York City, to in New York State, actually. Cuomo just brought on uh, Bill Gates to take over the education task of reimagining what education is going to look like. And that is frightening to me because he is, well, first of all, he's not, um, he's not pro uh, public education. And also... Mm -hmm it's very computer. It's, it's about, it, it's, it's not, a, I just don't feel like it's going to be an emotional choice. I think it's going to be a very tech savvy kind of how do we move forward technically, but that's leaving behind this social emotional learning that I'm really worried about by bringing him on and having him be the, the head of the task force as a, as opposed to right. A teacher mm -hmm. or someone who's mm -hmm. been in education really. So yeah. Kind of uh, yeah. Now and, and that's scary to me. I think that that is quite frightening. I didn't know that that was happening. It makes me wonder where else, um, what other places are consulting with him. Um, I mean, you're totally right in that the social emotional piece. I mean, if you're a teacher, you know, that has to come first. I mean, the relationship is where it's at. Yeah. You know, so I think that that is really, really hard to maintain on a computer screen. <laughs> so do you have any, any stories about, funny stories about being online or any really good stories that you've experienced? We all have our little... Um, you know, one of the funniest things that happened for me personally was um, 
So do you do you know about the prank of Rick rolling? No. <laughs> I'm finding out a lot of people don't know about this. But I thought it was like a super old thing. So it's like it's like a decades old prank. But what people would do is they would embed a link, and it would the link is to Rick Astley's uh, music video "Never Gonna Give You Up." <laughs> And so, so I was getting a little bored with my um, checkouts on Friday because, you know, the kids are like, the week was fine. It was boring. It was, what you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm done reading all that for right now. I want to do something different. So I, I put the link in and I was like, for an inspirational video for Miss Bikini, check this, you know, and put the link down. So um, I had some students like click on it and they, then they had to leave one, one comment after they watched the, watched the inspirational video of Rick Astley singing that we're going to give you up. And uh, so, so some of the kids posted then, you know, they were confused. They maybe hadn't heard the prank and other kids were like, you know, giving me major props. Like, yeah, you got us. Good job, Miss Kini. And then another kid, which I found out from, from a colleague, um, my colleague calls me up and he's like, um, one of our students just posted in my Google classroom, Miss Dakini just rickrolled us. Are we just going to let this stand? And I died of laughter. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm anxiously awaiting their virtual retaliation. <laughs> Well, now everybody who's listening to this podcast can start Rickrolling too. Yes, you, you can start. You can bring. We can bring it back. We can bring back Rickrolling. I mean, I, mean, I can't even believe it went out. You can't get better than that. Like you cannot get better than that, man. <laughs> oh man, some of the kids even said because this is how. It, for some circles and some people, it used to be. This used to happen so frequently. I actually had some kids say. Nice try, Miss Takini. I have the link memorized. I will not watch this video again. And like, if they like have it in their mind, in their knowledge base, that this link goes with Rick Astley's "Never Gonna, Never Gonna Give You Up." So it cracked me up. I was like, well, that was pretty fun. But just to have some of the kids like getting a laugh and sharing it around, like she got us, she got us this time. I mean, you have to you have a sense of humor. You have to keep them laughing. And it sounds like yes. you're doing that, which I think is is great. And it's Teacher Appreciation Week. I, I don't know why it's a week. I think it should be a month. I actually think it should be a year. <laughs> but um, if, if anybody hasn't thanked you for being doing what you do, I thank you personally for being Oh, thank you. Sure. And um, I, we know each other through Badass Teachers, and I know you're active in that group, too. Uh, so, you know, I hope to keep hearing about the work that you're doing and, you know, all the best in Oregon. And I hope you guys get back soon and we all can get back soon. And so we can actually see each other in person one day. That would be. Really yes. Fun. That would be amazing. So <laughs> it's, I, it's in the dreams. So I just wish you all the best. And I thank you so much for being part of the Warriors of Education podcast. And uh, please spread the word if you have people who have a story to tell or if anybody's out there listening, you can contact me on warriorsofeducation.com and I'd love to hear your story too. So thank you, Judy, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you very much, Karen. Teach on. This has been the Warriors of Education podcast, dedicated to all the hardworking teachers across this country. We hear you. We see you. We honor you. Thank you.